What's up, Nubians? Welcome to Tech Nubians, part of the Geekish Network. This is your weekly deep dive into video games covered in blackness. I'm Charles, aka Chuck, one of your hosts. With me, we have Shanae. Hey, folks. Cherie. Hey, everyone. Travis. What it do? And we have Ryan. Yo, what's up? For those that you don't know and you're tuning in for the first time, Tech Nubians is your weekly video game live stream and podcast hosted by Black technology industry professionals to discuss what, when, where, and how you can get into the world of technology, specifically video games. We're going to end it right there. Uh, we're going to go into the gaming news. Travis, you're, you're an Apple fan. <laughs> I think it's, I, I think that's putting it a little lightly, but yes, I you know yeah. I'm, I'm firmly I'm, I'm firmly in the orchard. Um, you know, they had their born surprise. in the orchard. Yeah, they had their, about announcements. Yeah, they had their surprise event. You know, it was it was interesting to see. Um, you know, mm -hmm. they they of course have uh, a brand new uh, Mac uh, iMac. You know, which comes in every color uh skittles you can you can possibly imagine <laughs> you know um it, you know it was kind of cute though i you know i i dug it i'm not gonna get it are you gonna but, buy you one know, CSS you know, is gonna ask you a, a, a new purple iphone that's uh, right you know uh which was interesting i wish i would have known that before i bought my gold one you know because nothing probably says unapologetically black much like purple no, no see, 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 it was a different type of purple, though. It was like a lavender purple. It's sort of that McDonald's Grimace purple. You know what I'm saying? But they were, so, they made it Prince purple. Would you yeah, have bought it? You know, I, I feel you. Um, you know, and, and, and of course, there was a new iPad. Uh, a, a strange new sort of Apple, uh, um, I, you know, AirTag, which, which, was, which was kind of cool, you know, um, Get you some air tags, dog. Yeah, it was. You know, it's 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 kind of cool. It's like their version of tile, right? Um, so mm -hmm. so so that was that was interesting. I'm trying to figure out, like, do I lose anything enough to actually use that? You know, that's and, my Apple remote. Just my Apple TV remote, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And speaking of, and speaking is of, that so, it? They got this, so they got this new Apple TV, but it seems like the only thing that's really different is the remote. Like everything Good. else. Well, I, well, yeah, but Shanae, but the crazy part is, right? If you actually, if you look under the the, the hood of that new Apple TV. There really isn't much that's new, right? Except the remote. And so, if you have the old Apple TV, you might as well just get the remote and call it a day. You know, which is exactly what I'm gonna do. Because, like, <laughs> I just bought the 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 now old Apple TV in December. Yeah. And so now the new one came out, and it's the exact same. And I'm just gonna get like a sixty dollars tax to get a remote <laughs> that's not trash. So yeah, I'll, you know, I'll take that. And, and the first thing I was thinking as soon as I saw it was, it's like you know, why don't you put that air tag on the Apple remote so I know where the hell it went, you know, because right, I spend right. more time looking for my Apple TV remote than, than I do actually using my Apple TV remote. And most of the time I just end up saying screw yeah. it and I use the remote feature on my iPhone because uh -huh. I never lose my phone, right? right. Yeah, so so yeah. look, I think, um, you know, you, you've got Apple, they're doing this transition from their proprietary hardware to you know, from, from Intel and, and, and everyone else. And, and I can appreciate that. But the more I watch these Apple events, and I know this is not going to come as a surprise to a lot of people, they're just gimping their hardware to sell it, right? They just are. 
right? They're saying, uh-huh. oh, yeah. like what I can't understand is, is like there's a, there's a camera in the new iPad, okay? That is, it, it looks like it's better than the, than the one in the, I, in the iMac. It, it, right, it, it, it is, the, and I don't for all the folks it. who are still holding their iPads up yeah. to like right because it, yeah, it, it has that it, it, you know because your iPad had that new feature in it that feature that and that, the iMac you know, doesn't it, have it yeah that that <laughs> recognizes like there's more than two people so it like automatically adjusts sort of like the uh, Facebook portal does yeah it's, it's a firmware it, update it's, it's a it's a cool it's a cool technology but I'm sitting here thinking why isn't that in the iMac because it's a firmware update to the OS and they haven't done that yet. Anyway, so and, and every time, every time I see now, and this is going to be my this this, this is it. I, I know I'm taking a long time on this. Like, like, <laughs> as long as you give people time to Nintendo, <laughs> I'm righteous in my rage here. But like seriously, seriously, mm-hmm. Apple, just make a computer that you can touch the screen. <laughs> they, just they really do should. it. Just do it. The iMac should have been that computer. They should have made a 27-inch iPad. That's what I they should have It like should have been just like the can, iPad. Yeah, how many people... I mean, like, the only thing you can do with that iPad now is supersize that bad boy. And, <laughs> and let me tell you, when they supersize it and make, like, a 32-inch iPad, I don't care how much it costs. I'm getting it. <laughs> Everybody's going to get it. Everybody's going to get it. They're like, people don't like touching screens. Like, what do you mean? We touch screens all day long. I want to I wanna roll around on you know, oh, yeah. we'll be real mad and dropping three three k on that. No, three k. That's a smaller one. Three k is a smaller one that has no like five G or anything like that. It's probably mm-hmm. be like thirty k. <laughs> 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 That's the one with the uh, two gigs of RAM, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. two gigs of RAM. Two, two gigs. With yeah. no SD slide in it? Yeah. <laughs> no okay. SD slide. Two gigs. You need to buy a dongle. Yeah. Yeah, oh, a dongle. yeah, that's the thing. It's going to have a proprietary charger. You're going to have to have dongles out the yeah. 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 like, yeah, We wanted to make it so hey, thin that you hey. can't actually, you need, a, a, you need an adapter for like your power cable. Right? <laughs> hey, they went to USB. They went to USB C. So I feel like, oh, honestly, they went to USB too. This and, and, and last thing I'll say is like this is the first time, like I really took a look at what they had to offer and kind of went. Hmm. <laughs> but they're not losing you. You just you just had to think about it. For yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like I, you know, most of the time I'm like take all of my money. This time I'm like hey hey hey. Hey, the iPad, I'm excited about it. It has an M1 chip in it. So basically, the iPad is basically the the MacBook, the regular MacBook with a touchscreen. That's basically what what it is. That's what they basically made. They should have done that with the iMac, too. They should have done that with the iMac, too. Come on, man. Like, 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 oh, you got rid of the MacBook last year. Yeah. You probably turned the iPad into a MacBook. It has an M1 chip in it, so I can run all the software. And now your iPad more powerful than your Airbook, you know, than your MacBook Air. You know, what, what the hell's going on? Yeah. The iPad is more powerful than the MacBook Air. It is more powerful. Well, you wow. know, speaking of, speaking of, uh, since since you said Apple took a loss this week, I, I'll talk about what took a win this week. All right. At the Dice Awards, Hades wreck shop. The independent game Hades that was out a year before it was really out. Uh, a wreck shop and i think that this comes to show a new version of game design they're like hey, here's early access you guys you pay us for it now and you'll have it when we actually say it's ready 
you know so it's like it's like it's like actually eating the icing of the cake before the cake is baked mm-hmm. and you're eating icing you're eating the spoons mm-hmm. and that's what they did isn't and it, they isn't it, isn't it awesome though it is amazing it is amazing Let's talk about what they had to go against, right? Best game of the year, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Nintendo, Ghost of Tsushima, PlayStation, Half-Life Alex, Steam, The Last of Us, PlayStation again, and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Damn. I bet you, I bet you Sony's like, we're gonna get this one. We got three, we got three, <laughs> we got three horses in this race. We're gonna get this horse. No and one's Hades, out of the Sony right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and and Hades like, nah, we're gonna take this too. Give me that. Give okay. Me that. All right. Honestly, though. Okay. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it as real as I can here. Mm-hmm. When when you see those people like win Oscars or Emmys or Tonys or whatever, mm-hmm. and they say, it's actually an honor just to be nominated. I honestly believe that, right? Like, mm-hmm. like if 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 you're in that small group, you should feel pretty damn good. I mean, that's a that's a nice group to be in, right there. You yep. know what I'm saying? So, and, and 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 Haiti is is just like that little engine that could. But I tell you something about Supergiant and Supergiant ain't no joke, man. They've been doing they, it for, they, they've been doing this for a minute. Yep. Yeah. Right. People are like when they released Pyre, they're like, are they done? They I know. Crappy. No. That game was amazing. It's just yeah. nobody was playing it. I it, it, buy it, super it, giant stuff just like without too. any kind of reservations. I'm like, Pyre wasn't my jam, but I don't feel bad that I bought it because I'm like, yeah. I'm generally happy with every single thing I get out of Super Giant. You guys can't, I don't know if you can see my my little um transistor character that's yeah. hanging out back here <laughs> i mean like they they work for it they and, work like, for it yeah one of you the things i thought do? was amazing well just they, one, one note one thing that was amazing about that game too is that <laughs> i had fr- I had my designer friends online and they were talking about you know you keep talking about making games bigger and making them more complex more complicated and you can go anywhere you can do anything and haiti like super giant rolls in here with hades and says maybe the future of game design is a linear narrative <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm a sh- in a small field too yeah i'm a small field we don't we don't give you a big field you just hit the button you mash the button all the time i was <laughs> getting so many devil may cry vibes off of that you know mm-hmm. and like in in like like a different way but like mm-hmm. like there's there's they have so many different layers and levels of like of complex combat in it yes that yes. is simple enough that anyone got fun with it and of course you yep. got to talk about their um their 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 godhood system in that yeah. game too you, Sorry, you know, it's it, it's you you made a great point um and that's exactly what i was going to say too it's like they they just say hey let's stay in this lane a lot of times when people build games they feel like they have to do so much right and that's usually how your game gets away from you mm-hmm. your game gets yep. away from you when you feel like you have to serve so many masters but you know super giant over and over and over and over and over and over again <laughs> prove that pick your lane and go deep yes and 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 people will thank you for it right yeah. because yeah. because it's 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 just like a, it's like the difference between going in and out and a cheesecake factory. <laughs> yes. 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 That's a good analogy. That's a you good know what analogy. I'm saying? Because if you're in and out, you want a burger. 
you know what you're getting. Yeah, if you yeah. had a cheesecake, if you had a cheesecake factory, ain't no telling what you want. The only thing yeah. I'm getting a cheesecake factory is cheesecake. Everything <laughs> else, is right? I don't want to read a novel to get a meal. And, and I and I don't want to add for designer jeans in my in my menu. What's that? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. what if you want some designer jeans and some cheese? Maybe you need some designer <laughs> jeans at the all it's that cheesecake. I mean, the chances are you're probably at the mall anyway, so you can go find designer jeans. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. But not only did they win a uh, game of the year, they won our artistic achievement so the artistic achievement of the game is really high but they also took home the game design award they deserve they, it they, they took on the game design award so they you know and they had some heavy hitters in there i mean animal crossing is in the game design award but it's animal crossing you know yeah. nintendo's been perfecting it for the last 20 years uh astro's playroom which i thought was probably going to be the winner mm. because when sony released that and a sobe studio released it i thought that was a damn near perfect game mm -hmm. ghost of tsushima half-life alex 2 which is a vr game and the last of us part 2 and hades was like nah we're gonna take that too and it, <laughs> it's gonna, it goes into today's discussion which is game design more game design and how important it is because people when, you, when people pitch ideas to you they give you like the everything game and you're like that's not a game that sounds like work <laughs> Yeah. Can, can I also note that, uh, you know, mm -hmm. Hades has been up for game of the year for a few different, like these big award shows and stuff like that too, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, when it's in, in the same category, basically, you know, Animal Crossing was also up for game of the year for a few different things too, right? Mm -hmm. And you, whenever you wind up with these sort of like, you know, off the beaten path games, like your Hades and your Animal Crossing that don't look like these big triple quad A $500 million budget games, mm -hmm. like, you always go into it and you're like, oh yeah, I'm so glad it got nominated, but it's never going to get it, right? You know it's going to Last of Us 2. You know it's going to Ghost of Tsushima. It's going to something that looks like Game of the Year. And so yeah. I'm so excited that they just got their flowers, like, because they deserve it. It's a really good game, y'all. If you have not played Hades, Hades was one of those, those few breakthrough games, I think, that doesn't look like all the other games, but that still, like, everybody still played it. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I'm so excited that it actually, and I, and I, I will not like, I will, I will not doubt that the pandemic probably had something to do with that. Yeah. My, <laughs> we were all also out in the streets and stuff. Now the probably would have played Ghost of Tsushima and, and Last of Us 2, and they probably would have given it to one of those two. I mean, because think about this. I mean, because we've all been sort of in that room, right? Like, imagine if you had Hades and you're at any other place besides Supergiant, right? It would, you know, you would have been hit with these questions. Where's your multiplayer? What's your mm. DLC plan, mm. right? Like, you know, where's where's this, this, and this, and this, this, microtransaction? And, you know? and they were like, "Nah, man, we gonna make a game where you just slap people the entire time." And really, the difference is is how you slap people, okay? And uh, I'm listening. And and also, yep. like the other thing they did that was amazing too, like you said, they 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 just perfected their craft and they just said, "Look, look, we're just gonna do what we're really good at." And they also supported that with gorgeous art direction oh, yeah. and really thoughtful and in-depth music design too yeah. the soundtrack mm -hmm. for hades is real good soundtrack mm -hmm. for basically everything that super giant puts out don't say, like, real good. <laughs> they had a narrator for a whole entire game and you were just captivated by that i got person. i got songs from bastion still in my playlist you know right like so they they just mm -hmm. they just hit it on every single angle they they are not mm -hmm. the folks to mail it in and then also, of course, there was that story that says that they go home at 5 p.m. on Fridays, so just bucking the trend of game development in general. Mm -hmm. It's like, that means you can actually enjoy your job. <laughs> what a concept. Yeah. <laughs> 
what what is that? I, I, and, and and it's interesting, right? Because we did ask that question, like, what is it? What is it proving out, right? And I think that what what it's proving out is is that you don't need fifty people to make a game. You don't need fifty people, nor do you need to work eighty hours a week every week. You, yeah. Yep. Right. It is. It yep. is possible. Right. Um, if you know what you want to be, uh, yep. you know what you want to be, and you relentlessly like attack that, you'll get there. Yeah. Right. Yep. It, uh, yep. and, 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 and and just bravo. I mean, yep. seriously. I mean, they they they're taking a stand against the industry overall. And, and you know, them winning that award proves to me that the people who are actually voting on those awards are people who make games. Make games, yes, yes, yes. They're not they're not just game aficionados or yeah. connoisseurs. They just devour games. Right. People, you take in the culture that made that game as well. Honestly, they, I, I I knew that was proven a, a while back. Um, mm-hmm. um, there's a good friend of mine. Uh, he used to work at Sony Online, and then when Sony Online shut down, um, he grabbed one of the the, the, pro, the programmers, and they went off. And in nine months, they made a, a game that was exactly like Call of Duty it, by themselves. These two two guys, they just built everything. They built the world, they built the map, they built the, char- the characters, everything. And they they had a little demo game that they were they were using they were going around and and they were showing people so i mean and they they did that about uh this was probably five years ago when they actually did something like that Mm -hmm. wow yeah yeah Yeah. people people like people like to say they own people so that's why people love big studios all these people work for me yeah i cut their (laughs) checks it makes me feel special I think that's a part of it. But speaking of studios and publishers, Sheree, you have some news for us, right? Yes. From I the lovely state of Texas? Yes, from the, yes, from the lovely state of Texas. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, what Gearbox is doing. So they were standing up in opposition to an anti-trans bill. Uh, it's Texas House Bill 4042. And it's basically like about trying to... It basically it's trying to bar transgender athletes from... Uh, participating in sports that match their gender identity, and the reason why I want to talk about this is because I, like, I love the fact that Gearbox is basically, you know, making their voice known and saying, "Hey, we're we're not going to do business, or we might we might expand outside of Texas if you guys continue to make laws like this that are discriminatory against not only like you know the people of Texas, our employees, and make it hard for us to like you know to to bring in and establish the culture we want to have." I, I appreciate that. I know that there's a lot of like focus right now. Um, like particularly like over in Georgia with like the anti-democratic um, laws that they're putting in place over in Georgia um, and companies speaking out about that. And you've got folks who are like, oh, companies, they should stay out of politics. Listen, every company is in politics, whether they're saying anything or not. So I appreciate when you've got like a company that's willing to come out and stand up and be like, you know what, we actually want you to hear our voice. We want you to know what our stance is. And we're going to hit you where it, where no, we, the only way people will listen to it and we'll actually like, you know, uh, only thing I understand is when it affects the bottom line. And I appreciate them saying, you know what? We're not just going to stand by while this law, you know, while you guys try and pass this law, we want to speak out against this. Absolutely. I mean, when, when, a, when a company makes a decision to not say anything, actually that speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, you know, the, or- the world in which we live is very complicated. It's very complex. Um, it is constantly like one step forward, two steps back. Sometimes it feels like, or at least mm-hmm. maybe a step back and step sideways. And this kind of discriminatory like legislation 
Um, it's really important for companies to speak out against this nonsense, not only for the sake of their own employees, but just for the sake of like, I don't know, like life. General <laughs> like humanity, I don't know. Like yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's like this kind of stuff is like we've we've seen how um these, these kinds of things like uh, uh you know, racism, bigotry, sexism, like transphobia, all these things, they don't they they don't they they're still always there. They don't they just reinvent themselves over and over yep. and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And so what we're seeing is stuff that keeps getting repealed and they're like, well, what? maybe we'll put it forward this way. Oh, maybe we'll talk about bathrooms. Maybe we'll talk about athletes. Maybe we'll talk about this, that, and the other. And it is, it is the exact same bigotry that we've been fighting against for decades. Yep. And I think it is super important. And I'm really excited to see um, companies coming out here and especially video game companies too because i know a lot of folks talk about like oh take my politics out of my video games it's just a game you know i don't want to hear about politics like listen most of these half these games are war games (laughs) you think war games (laughs) you think a game about like you know shooting up nazis in like the in the 1940s is not political it's it's the same argument here where people say take the politics out of x-men i'm like take the politics out of (laughs) x-men have you guys let me introduce you to this this concept of like a analogy <laughs> yeah you know, you know, you know one thing that made, made, made gearbox stand out to me in this is that they spoke about it before it was after the fact before yes. the fact yes. yes it speaks volumes when companies speak after the fact it's like they're clout chasing at that point oh yeah yeah and the fact they came up before this bill even passed they when they hit the floor they were like hey 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 hey, hey. we will leave this state if you pass this bill yeah, yeah. Yep, I appreciate that. And we saw what happened in Georgia when a lot of companies started coming out to talk about the um, the anti-voting rights bills in Georgia after it already passed. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm glad that they I'm glad they're speaking up. But you know, like, can we be proactive instead of reactive all the time? Because reactive means you have to go in and change. You got to repeal stuff. You got to change legislation. You got it. It's harder. It is harder to put that. You know, uh, what is it like? Put the horses back in the barn, cat back in. I don't know. One of those analogies. Yeah, right? The toothpaste back in the tube. <laughs> the toothpaste yeah. back in the tube, right? So, I mean, yeah. that's. I think that's a good call out. That's really important that they spoke out at, like ahead of time. And Gearbox did this once before, back in 2017. I think it was another anti-trans bill. I think it was like the bathroom bill that they were trying mm-hmm. to do in Texas. And so Gearbox, at least, you know, they this is they have a, a history of doing this. I appreciate that. I hope more companies will do this and follow their follow their lead. Either that, or they yeah. really went out of Texas. <laughs> I don't blame that either. But you know, I'm from Florida. I can't. I can't. Speak. I mean, hey, hey, hey. you're not there now. You know, you take one more breath. We're leaving Texas. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, Shanae, you have some news for us, right? Yeah, so this was this, this was a this was a fun thing uh, that I think is goes back to a conversation we've had a few times on the podcast. So, um, just this past week, I think it was, mm-hmm. fans put a put up a new billboard in downtown LA mm. that had uh, that that asked Marvel to bring to, spoiler alert bring Tony Stark back to life. Um, <laughs> presumably in the movies, not just bring him back. It was actually like, it was weirdly worded. It was like hashtag bring back Tony Stark to life um, because I didn't want, I think somebody probably, there was a little bit of like, you know, uh, a camel is a horse designed by committee kind of thing. Dance. Bring him back. No, wait. Oh, it should be a cameo. No, bring him back to life. Okay. Bring back Tony to life. Um, and so uh, this is in downtown um, LA right now. So it probably wasn't cheap to get that billboard made, but it definitely sparked a conversation among my, my, um, 
game, specifically my game development friend saying, oh man, that Snyder Cut happened. And now, now we got folks posting billboards saying, can we get like a, a new Tony cut or something? And it was bringing people, bringing back um, flashbacks of what happened during Mass Effect 3 with the Mass Effect 3 ending. Um, like FCC filings and all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. and I think, well, Infamous too. I think had a had a big fun um, backlash of the character design. They changed the character design, so it was it's bringing back that conversation <clears throat> about uh, uh, the role of fandoms in creative decision making. Yeah, yeah, well, I love it. Yes, <laughs> where they want to retcon I everything. I love it. I love every bit of this. You know, they're, they're gonna be like, "Hey, we want to bring Duke Nukem it. back and change I, I, this." I love it. I've been a victim of this, this. Uh, fandom uh, my, myself because when they when DC changed uh, Harley, um, I was the artist who actually did the art. I didn't create it. Oh yeah, Jim Lee did the designs, but I did the art and the cover. And Pete, this was the first cover that, that everyone saw, and then DC blew it up really big. And people were protesting Ooh. at Comic-Con. They were walking around with signs and all this stuff, standing in front of it, protesting at the DC booth. Doesn't so. racism still exist? Is that the thing you said? They don't protest that. Were they throwing cans at you and, and, and bananas and, no, and they, they, tomatoes? They, they, they didn't get violent or anything like that's that. That's good, that's good, that's good. Yeah, they they are there are some some uh, pretty racist people at at Comic Con too. You know, they right, undoubtedly. There's <laughs> racist in America. Here's my, here's my I, I thing think... on it, right? Is that like I, you know we we couldn't like I love making video games, right? Yeah. I love working in this entertainment space. We could not do the things we could the things we do without fans, right? And I absolutely mm-hmm. love interacting with communities in ways which is healthy and productive and. And that's like, that's part of what makes some of these like you know these games be the way that they are, right? Um, I, I think it's I think it's interesting, and I don't even know where we're going. Oh, I know I know where we're going. Where are we going, Travis? Where are we going? <laughs> is everything gonna get a Snyder cut now? Is everything uh, gonna get a Snyder cut? I, I hate to say this, but probably. Because mm. <laughs> um, because here's the, here's the thing, like we're watching basically the motion picture industry slowly turn into gaming <laughs> right yeah. Um, yeah. and 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 so what what has happened because before it had never been attempted okay feige messed up and created an open world okay yeah and then and everyone knows that as soon as you make an open world what's the first rule it no longer belongs to you it no longer belongs to you it belongs to the fans and if you want to keep them you had better start listening to what they say mm-hmm. okay because they will wreck you okay See, I, I, I can agree because you, because you, what happens is it it forms this vicious cycle where you feed them exactly what they want and they get fat and rich off of all these offerings. And then as soon as you decide to introduce some tragedy or some upheaval into their in, 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 into their once idyllic world, they revolt against you, okay, call you ugly and want you to run out of town like Frankenstein's monster, right? But I mean, it happens. Everyone who's picture. ever made a game that has had a live service attached to it has experienced this. And congratulations, yes. MCU. 
Now you're live service. <laughs> such it. a perfect end to Tony Stark's arc. Like it was like the I yes. am Iron Man snap. Like it even came back and re yeah. re says you, Shanae. You know how many yeah, nerd fanboys disagree I'm, with you? I'm the arbiter right now. <laughs> so I, I, I just want to mention on here. So I both agree. I agree and disagree with you, Travis, because I agree, right? Like when you create, okay. yeah, when you create like some kind of like, you know, something like the whole Marvel universe, which is, you know, it, it has become its own phenomenon. And like, I mean, you know, you have like, you have fans so invested in it. They do feel like this is their thing now. But it yeah. really isn't their thing. Like they oh, don't. But, it, it. But, but, but they but, do, and they they think they own it, but they don't necessarily actually. Like, are, do you think Marvel's going to bring back Tony Tony the bring back Tony Stark to life? Yes, probably. Do, in, in as Tony Stark. Yes. Like as Tony Stark alive, not as a hologram or some yes. other thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The hologram Tony. Hologram. I don't know. I do. If, if they do, I don't know if it's going to be because of a fan campaign. Okay. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, Marvel, you know, like, yeah. I think it's, Marvel it's, it's, has earned enough like cred with their, their fan base. No. They do some kind of crazy stuff. Like did one. No. <laughs> Travis is no? here speaking to fans because that's definitely what we need on a professional well, no, podcast. <laughs> no, what, no. Okay. Look. This is this is something I identified myself that I that I freely like, uh, you know, admit to people who who ask. I see entropy in everything, right? <laughs> I do. When when I look at a ride, the first thing I'm thinking is, how's this ride going to end? Okay, uh -huh. I do. Okay, and the thing about it is, is that Tony Stark as an intellectual property is not worth anything the Marvel did. I, I agree. Okay, with that. and so and, and so the thing about it is, it's like if if anything they can take from Warner Brothers is the fact that that Batman don't ever die. He's always thirty, right? And and so and, and, and he is. And 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 then if he and if he's and if he's over thirty, he's like fifty, and he stays fifty, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's and, and so that's the problem that they're up against is mm -hmm. we have seen generational Batman. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. We yeah. have seen generational Superman. We have yet to see generational Tony Stark. And I bet you, you know, as long as you are black, ma'am, okay, there will be another Tony Stark. Yes, ma'am. Oh, will no. Be. So I, I'm when, not going to bring back a few Rogers to life. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just skeptical as to, to whether it will be because of a fan campaign or whether it will be because Mar it's because Marvel sees money and they, you know, they. They've got a plan. I don't so know. We know Marvel has a plan. So what, one more one more parallel for this too, because I think this is like we've seen this happen in, in movies and, and TV, and we've seen it called for in games, but very rarely do we see it actually like like do I think we see it really happen in games on like a broad scale, like a, a Snyder cut version of it kind of thing. Uh why do you guys think that is? I personally think it's because games are freaking expensive <laughs> they are and, and they, they lay everybody off when the product ships that yeah. part too sometimes before it ships yeah yeah they lay everybody off i think it yeah. i think it, it it becomes so hard in a creative industry to strike you know to, to get lightning to strike that when you've captured it you're loath to let it go um and so and as these movies get more expensive and as fans get more demanding, okay, you're gonna want to mitigate your risk as 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 much as possible. 
Okay, and as soon as as, as soon as they release a Captain Marvel, uh, Captain America movie that makes less than a million dollars, they're gonna think, man, we need that Steve Rogers magic back again, right? <laughs> and then you're gonna be 007 in the, the entire MCU all over again. You know, it just it, it it it's going to happen. The question is when? When do they hit that reset button? Is I, it when I they? In it, is when mutants right. come? I, I could see that, but I think it will be driven, like, I think exactly what you said. I think it will be driven by the bottom line, not necessarily by fans. Well, the, who creates that bottom line? My mm. P&L. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly. It depends. I mean, Wait, fans it, can take credit for it if they want to. Well, they're the ones but, giving you the money. I mean, yeah. uh, yes and no. Kind of thing, right? yeah. let's, let's, let's keep it real here, okay? Yeah. Like, like, these movies, these Marvel movies, make so much money, not just because everyone sees them, okay? Mm -hmm. Everyone sees them, and the fans see them two, three times. Yeah. And, and they see them two, three times no matter what. And, and <laughs> I'll guarantee you that everybody other... put that billboard up, saw that, saw Endgame five, six, seven times. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those, to get back to that conversation about fans saying, I want this, I hate what you did, I want this, but I can't help but buy it at the same time. So unless fans start to realize that putting a billboard up is not gonna change creators' minds, but actually voting with their dollars, then they ain't gonna change nothing. If yeah, they say, I mean, don't bring Tony Stark back, I'm not gonna see the next three movies. The, yeah, that's 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 true. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that's where the flexing comes in, right? Yeah. It, mm -hmm. it, it really does. And, and, and I think what you're seeing which is which is interesting as 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 someone who exists in this industry is how that power is going to be expressed or 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 you know what what do they do i mean you know when we talk about the 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 Snyder cut you know, the, the the there were some good things that actually came from that right like from suicide prevention donations you know to awareness to 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 other things that were sort of you know lumped into there so I, I i applaud the fans because not only did they take their passion and turn it into you know something that's actually real but i, I think they helped a lot of people in the process and so it's going to be interesting to see how I wonder if it's going to get ugly in games if the gamers start it, it's saying, already start, been ugly in games what are you talking about retcon. I need you to retcon this whole entire game I want Uncharted 4 to be different do the whole entire <laughs> oh, game over it oh, oh the retcons happen the retcons happen when your save games don't work right anymore <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know? like, I guess you better play this over you know uh, uh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Ryan, it didn't happen that way prove it your yeah. save game don't work <laughs> hey Ryan, you have anything you want to present to us in the world of news? Uh, oh, we can't hear you. Ryan, you you, you muted yourself. That's the <laughs> mute button. That's the news. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a no, I guess. He's like, nah, I, um, yeah, I'm myself. I did it on purpose. No, nah, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing for you. In the world of news, um, are you talking about my news or just like uh, gaming news? <laughs> I don't know what kind of news you got. Like, <laughs> I got all kinds of news, you know. Um, <laughs> Ryan news. I'm curious. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk, talk about uh, 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 the Tokyo shutdown? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's this? Well, um, my my bad. I actually just closed the window. <laughs> 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 
That was the window shut down. That was the window shut down. Um, oh my god! Too many windows, Brian. Huh? You got too many windows. <laughs> I bet he could draw the news though. Was this about um the uh the, the Super Nintendo the World yeah. temporary yeah. closing? Uh, it was Osaka, yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Osaka shut down. Osaka shut down. Yeah, yep. so Osaka shut and shut down, and I actually have um, some firsthand information on that um, because um, I have some some foot soldiers in, in Japan right now, and they're actually talking. It's not just uh, affecting just uh, the, the industry or specific uh, parts of Japan. This is all of Japan, and it's a shutdown for a week. So everything is shut and shut down for one week. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the only thing that's going to be open is uh, food stores and like small small places, small emergency places that, that that needs to be that needs to stay open, and that's basically it. Wow! Um, but everything is shut down in Japan uh, for the next week, and um, I'm, I'm actually going to take advantage of that because I'm going to do some live streaming out there too because everyone's going to be at home. Um, <laughs> so now you got a captive audience, <laughs> and, I, and I got a captive audience. So they have to capitalize. Yeah. Brian, it was very sensitive of you. Yeah, I was, I was, I was a, a little bit skeptical about the Super Nintendo World reopening when it, opening when it did. Um, anyhow, I mean, as much as I, um, like, I can't wait to go. Like Travis knows this, I cannot wait to go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But okay, that's on it. a serious tip, I I, I want to go to Super Nintendo World too, I mean, so I can hate on it. Even Travis like, wants to go to Super Nintendo World, <laughs> right? So, so I can I'm, hate on it, really. But, yeah, but you know, I mean, it is a global pandemic. Like, there's like you know the the rollout for the for the uh, for the the vaccine has been a little bit has been slow in Japan. I think, like real slow. Like to the I think we're seeing something like they're not expecting to get like real uh, gains in their their vaccine rollout to like 2023. So they wow. just skip it over next year. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, this was probably a little bit like it's not it's not surprising. It, I, I'm hoping they're able to get a handle on it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's yeah. it's funny because you know, like you you, you talk about socially like distancing, mm-hmm. right? And we've all been to Japan, every last one of us here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't even know how that's even remotely possible in Japan, right? Yeah. I don't know how. I mean, I remember one time like um getting on the subway and you know how they they, they would poke you with that stick or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the dude like pointed a stick at me and I looked at him like, I dare you to touch me with that stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It will be a full on international yep. incident if you yep. touch me with that stick. When, when 80% of your population and I was like, takes- yeah. When eighty percent of your uh, two hundred million population take public transportation every day, yeah. Yeah. all day long, yeah. right? Thing. So, so I, I think this is a smart move, uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I it, it makes me wonder, you know, what can you do in a week? But yeah, I was wondering that myself. I'm like, only for a week, because like that's the thing I'm worried about. I mean, I get it; it's smart for them to do it now, right? To try and get ahead of it, especially because the Olympics are still on, at least for right now. Even though I think it's only they're not allowing any foreigners in. Um, but I wonder if it's a reassessment period or something. You know? I think it is a reassessment okay, period. I, it must because, like, yeah, a week. I don't, I don't see that. They I mean, said two weeks. If it makes sense, so like, hey, everybody has it right now. Everybody stay home for two weeks. 
yeah. And that way, you know, we have minimum people spreading it. Um, but speaking of that, this, we, we can talk about, you know, Japan and people staying at home. The state of the gaming industry. Games have been played a whole lot due to the pandemic. Due to the pandemic. And we've got some interesting games that rise to the top because people play all the, the AAA games and they're done with them. They're like, what else can I play? <laughs> and they go to the mobile games and they go to the small indie games. Do we see the rise of the indie studio happening? Where people are realizing... You, you think so? Well, you don't have any choice. I mean, yeah. like, like seriously, like this last round, Microsoft went out with a crazy open, uh, with, 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 with like crazy dollars and bought everybody who was mid-tier. Uh, you know, they just did. Yep. They said, you know, you get a studio, you get a studio, everybody gets a studio, right? Mm-hmm. So they just went out and bought like all the, you know, the, the top sort of mid-tier studios, right? And so mm-hmm. only thing that was really left are these indie studios yep. and, and the, the the indie studios are like they're the bells of the ball now right yep. i mean they really are i mean you know you be and 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 what it's what it's doing is it's allowing professionals that were part of these big teams say i don't need a 50 person squad to actually do something maybe i can have a dozen people of of, of, of highly skilled people and we can go do our thing right and everyone expects that kind of production from us um and there are so many ways now that you can distribute software and get it to get it to people's uh devices and there's so many people so many more people paying attention now that this is a this is a fantastic time this is the best time i've known to Mm -hmm. be an indie studio and retroing is a thing. Retro gaming is a thing now. Oh, it's yeah. It's really huge. Yeah. They got retro consoles that cost more than the, the current generation <laughs> of consoles. <laughs> like $400 for, I can play some Nintendo games? Yeah, $400. Right. Some Nintendo never cost $400. Mm-hmm. No, but, no. I mean, I mean, how many times has Nintendo re-released all of their old games? How many times have I bought the original Zelda? On every platform it comes out. At least five or six. Because <laughs> Nintendo doesn't love its doesn't love its fans. And they they almost charge you the the, the retail price when it releases. They sure they almost do. never sell stuff, put stuff on sales because they know they can get it. I'll give them that sixty dollars. See. But this goes back to our conversation before, right? Like we can mm-hmm. like complain about it, but I still open my wallet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna change. See, but I don't. See, I try to make them pay for what they did to my son. Well, see, that's why Nintendo keeps taking it because I'm buying it. <laughs> I keep buying it. I'm like, man, this shouldn't cost sixty dollars. Confirm. I'm like, I'm not gonna start up my. Well, even, I don't even know why we would start up again. I don't know. I'm not gonna start up my Wii or start up all these other old systems. They they know Nintendo knows. This like, is why they can abuse you. I mean, and I used to take that abuse from SquareSoft. I don't take it no more. <laughs> I see in this case, I actually I'm like, you know what? It's a convenience thing for me. Cause all final because all Square had to say was final. They said final and I I was already giving them fifty something dollars. I I you know it was fi- what final is the last one. I remember no? paying eighty nine ninety or my parents paying eighty nine ninety nine <laughs> for Final Fantasy three, which is actually Final Fantasy six when it came out on cartridge back in whatever year it came out on. 90 bucks <laughs> for that game it was worth it but was still. it though does no yeah, one here yeah, am i the only house. one am i the only one who gets the you know the hypocrisy of that name the final <laughs> fantasy 
know. And I say yeah. this as someone who works worked there. <laughs> but that's the is point. It really, it's the Final Fantasy it's supposed is to be really? the last. It's supposed to be the last, the mm -hmm. final greatest story of that of that um, that civilization. But is it really where the hypocrisy came? Is when they started doing Final Fantasy X too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Let's 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 talk about that, right? Because. Uh, People May Fly just bought force, uh, Phosphorus Games out of Chicago. They call it People May Fly. People can fly. People can fly. People can fly Chicago. And I'm like, people people can fly. Y'all just release out, Outriders, and it's still not working. Focus on okay. that. Okay, why y'all buy buying buying studios? studios? Y'all need to buy some bugs. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they bought the, the crossway ain't working. This is their A studio they bought. Well, I guess people can fly. I guess people can fly. I didn't know people can fly was that big. I was like, man, they're that big. People can buy. Yeah, oh, can buy. Yeah, so so we watching we're watching mid tier studios buy small indie developers, See? and those mid tier studios getting bought by large developers. Yep, and those large developers getting bought by publishers. Yep, this is Circle a nasty ecosystem. No, it's really interesting. We're even seeing like you know smaller developers and mid tier developers that are opening their own publishing wing right uh -huh, like it's uh -huh. like we're seeing a lot of change within what we what we traditionally thought as the traditional game development publishing and distribution system uh, -huh. uh I, you know i think we, we've talked about it in, in previous episodes about how like what those changes can mean in, in you know on the good side and the bad side but i, I find yeah. it interesting you know i think we, anything that allows more cool experiences to get out there um, and allows people to sort of pool their talents and do anything to alleviate how difficult it is to make games. Because, like I said, y'all, making games is hard. It is a minor is. miracle that any game gets shipped. I remember, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago. And, and anyone who's been a producer for longer than a decade remembers this. Like when marketing used to come into your office and say, we need 10 bullet points for the vacuum. Of the yes. Box, right. <laughs> and it'd be like, well, first of all, why don't you go make it? Okay, it's your job to sell it. I gotta go make the donuts. Now you telling me I have to go sell them sell to the you? Donuts. Like, yep. like, like what? You know, it's like you gotta tell us the flavor. Like, why don't you play my game? Yeah, you don't know what my game is about. You can make yeah, because I remember because we were thinking that the 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 job of the cover was to make the the user pick it up and turn it over, right? That's what you wanted. You wanted something that the customer would grab and turn over to read the back. Yep. And you wanted the spine to be, uh, you wanted the spine to be interesting to do the same thing, just in case you weren't turned frrontwards in in the shells. Now, like, digital you don't want to even pay attention to that anymore, right? <laughs> you turn over a digital box. <laughs> Nobody yeah, does exactly. it. Nobody pays attention to it anymore. Exactly. Now it's like play this game. Yeah, that was good. Give me a hundred dollars. Yep. <laughs> for this yep. season for the season and speaking <laughs> of season right like apex legends update their game this week and fortnite just launched a new season and not only did fortnite launch a new seasons call of duty launched a new season yep. they all launched new seasons. like we're all launched seasons at the same time now i was like what is this christmas all over again <laughs> and i'm like and I'm and, and, and oh 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 and, and Grand Theft Auto launched the season like like last week or so like April Grand Theft Auto started April release the spring release was all Grand Theft Auto they're like mm, we're not gonna release our game in Christmas we're gonna like Call of Duty and, and Guitar Hero they're gonna have that we'll let them have that we're gonna drop in April when nothing's going on 
Boom. <laughs> now what? everybody's dropping in April. Now, now what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I think it, I don't know whether or not it's, it's going to be interesting, you know, Chuck, like what happens, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, like, does this really mean now there's not going to be any more seasons, like any more legit seasons anymore? Yeah. Right? Uh, as, as we start moving to, uh, you know, these, these different models and how we monetize like our big, our big hits. Like yeah, a lot of times they're they're based on you know other things, they're, they're on, on other marketing, uh, you know conditions. Yeah, so it's it's a, yeah, it's an interesting and time, it, like, and it's based and it's and that's based on indies because yeah. indies are like I'm trying to find a window I can drop my game and nothing else big. Could be <laughs> exactly, just finding that window. Yep. Getting harder and harder. Yeah, it's getting yep. harder and harder. It's getting harder and harder. And speaking of indie developers, we, we go further into that. The game design and indie developers. People think that this is what people want to go to big studios and then they can do everything. I'm gonna be an artist, I'm gonna be a programmer, and I'm gonna be a game designer and at, at, at Bungie. Like, no, you have one role. If you want to do everything, you have to be an independent developer. And trust me. You don't want to do everything because it's a lot of work. You know, has, there's no has, glory in it. No, it's 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 a, it's a lot of work. I think um, uh, I think a few different things we've talked, and this is another thing we've talked mm-hmm. about a few times. Just like you know, it's like even though the the barriers for for making a game are lower than they've ever been, and the information is out there, we do like as an industry, we do a terrible job of teaching people <laughs> how to make games. <laughs> and so you, you still have a lot of folks coming in saying, man, I want to make a game. I've got a great idea. And that, and I want you guys to turn into a game. And it's like, okay, number one, idea doesn't equal game. Idea equals like <laughs> story, probably. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. even, yeah, it doesn't even necessarily equal story sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's start with their idea isn't that good. Yeah. Getting people to understand oh. that all the different roles that how they work together and how they're all really necessary and they have different areas of ownership in order to create this really complex thing that is a game. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and, and seasons don't make people think games are easier to make. They make they don't make think people I mean I said it all wrong. People <laughs> don't think the games are harder to make because you have seasons now. Like uh, uh uh Rodney came at he says Valorant has a new season next week too. They launching their new season. So April's the the month of new seasons. Yeah. <laughs> so back to back to uh back to what we were saying earlier uh-huh. though, and I think this is important. Shanae uh-huh. especially <laughs> right, right. so no we're 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 they say, I've got this great idea for a, a game, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're basically telling you, you know, their their game idea, which is really a story, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, tell people the story of Hades, <laughs> right? That won all these awards. And it's it's literally, you're a kid trying to get out of hell. Done. <laughs> But there's a whole story. There's a right? dialogue. But, 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 yeah, but, the, it, but it goes back to my whole thing about, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. There, is, there is the idea, mm-hmm. right? Which is, I'm this, you know, emo sort of guy trying to get out of hell mm-hmm. by beating the hell out of everything I come in contact with, <laughs> right? And you described Hades as just that, like, you're like, cool, but what's it play like? Exactly, right? <laughs> you tell me anything about... 
it tells me about the game, but it doesn't really tell me anything about it. <laughs> right. Like what you're yeah. telling me is like, if they made a graphic novel of Hades, that's what it would be. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's the story. And, 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 and in Hades, in, in Hades case, it literally is the devil is in the details. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I got, this is why I got I'm here all week, by here. the way. <laughs> no, you're so silly. But see, that's one thing a lot of people don't understand. For game designers, the fictional rapper is the last thing we really truly discover. We figure out what makes the game feel good. And feeling good is what you're doing in the game and how, how visceral it feels when you put your hands on a controller or a mouse or keyboard or on a screen, how the visceral that feels and what makes that feel good. Right. Like people don't understand. What is the story of, of, of Angry Birds? Mm. Thank you. Thank you. There were some birds that were really angry that some pigs were coming to their island. <laughs> yeah, and yes. They Here's a billion dollars. Billion dollars. And the yeah. beauty of that game is that game was 47 times all over the app store. It was a common game. Mm -hmm. And these this one developer got this the spring to feel, the sound effects to feel right. And mm -hmm. they're like, what 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 do we what do we make these things? And one dude's like, you know, scrum eating pigs and chickens. <laughs> And that's exactly where it came from. Pigs and chickens from a scrum meeting. Nice. And they turned into the birds and they had the pigs. And that's what it was. Mm. That's and even it, better. And it worked. And it worked. And they're like, now, you know, that doesn't make you put your pen down. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So, for, so let's 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 dive deeper into that. Because everybody thinks games are stories. No, stories are placed on top of a game as a fictional a rapper. You can have a game. You can have, if you have great mechanics, you can make that a, a, a spy shooter. You can make it a space shooter. You can make it a cowboy shooter. It doesn't even matter. But because it feels good, people just buy it. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and you know, we can talk about this in, in the realm of like development milestones, like the really rough sort of way that we think about development mm -hmm. from a high level, right? You know, there's like, there's, there's things like, like figuring out like the basic design stuff, you move into prototyping, you move, move into your vertical slice, your alpha, your beta, your submission builds. And all those things are not built around story development points. Those are built around gameplay systems and like establishing the code and making sure the stuff's underlying. Like when you're doing prototype, you might've heard the phrase like, you know, uh, gray box or, or, or uh, that, that sort of thing, like uses mm -hmm. like a, a, a concept. What that really is, like when we talk about gray boxing, like we're talking mm -hmm. about gray boxing gameplay elements, mechanics, and functions and features. It's talking about let's not put any art on it. Let's it's gonna be boxes, it's probably gonna be primitives, <laughs> like spheres yep. and boxes and cubes. And mm -hmm. if you can how does that feel when you're playing when you don't have music distracting, when you don't have the visuals distracting you, when you don't have mm -hmm. lighting making stuff look sexy? Like you just have if I can make a game feel fun and good when it's a one cube jumping on like a bunch of boxes and like, you know, shooting like spheres at something else, then the, of course the art's gonna make it even better. Of course yep. the music's gonna make it mm -hmm. even better. So that's one of the things that we, we do, um, uh, uh, that we do in, in, in game development. Like oftentimes we try and try and like, just figure out those gameplay mechanics before you start making it more complex and complicated. Don't get me wrong. Someone is probably still at that point in the project you better hope you probably have an art director over there like trying to figure out what's the visual direction for the game and all that kind of stuff. And they're going to try and put that art in your prototype. Do what you can to keep it out because as soon as art winds up on something, it feels final. And then suddenly your feedback changes. Uh -huh. So like, that's what we try and keep those things separate. I always say try, there's an asterisk next to everything because we're talking about 
ideal game development, not what yes. game development usually is. By the way, I think I remember, I think you, you told me, Nay, about like a story about you went and sat in on some talk from Nintendo where they discussed like the mechanics of like making uh, Wii Sports or something like that, I think it was, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember this this talk I'm, talk, I'm talking probably, about? Probably, probably. Yeah. We're like, because, you know, people, a lot of developers were kind of like, hey, Nintendo, give us some more help, you know, so we can make games like you make. Because remember how many uh, like Wii Sports clones came out after like Wii Sports mm-hmm. blew up? Mm-hmm. You know, there were a ton. And everyone's like, I'm going to try and put out my, you know, my game like this. And like, they weren't doing well. And, you know, so their developers were asking, like, Nintendo, give us some more, like, feedback. So Nintendo did, like, a talk where they're like, here's how we developed Wii Sports. We developed it because we were just focusing on, like, the actual gameplay mechanic and what was fun. They're like, we didn't care about the graphics. We didn't care about any of this other stuff. We just worked on this. And then we did that for, like, two years. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Until we perfected it. And then the rest of it was really easy. Yeah. And, and as soon as they said the two years part, everybody tuned out. They're like, everyone's oh. like, well, I don't, yeah, they're like, well, I don't want to work on the <laughs> development cycle for two years. I need to like throw something out like, you know, in six to eight months. And Nintendo was just like, well, this is how we make a good game. And that's one thing for Nintendo. Like they do not care how long it takes. <laughs> you they know? don't. They, they do don't. not well, care. No, because y'all keep buying an old game, so they don't care. Look, <laughs> they I want to play that next here's, game. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> I, 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 remember, I remember a friend of mine actually ran into Miyamoto. Um, and uh, said, I really like your third, your, your third person camera, right? Um, and he said, which one? <laughs> and, and, and she was like, well, you know, this one. And, and, and he said, those are dozens of cameras, <laughs> right? And it was like, oh, right? Yeah. And so it's, so what Nintendo does very well, and I will never, I, I will never take this away from them, is, is they make gameplay seem simple. Yeah. Yes, and it is not. <laughs> yes, they they the, the, the king of the the big red button. They're yeah. king of the big red button. Hit that one button. That button does a million things, but you don't right? need one button. But it's all contextual, and it, and it, it all feels, feels right. I, I, yeah, I remember. I remember actually sitting down with some game designer friends of mine, and we actually argued for days about what is gameplay. And you know, and it's it, it and, and it's the most succinct thing that we came up with is it's when action equals intent, mm-hmm. right? Um, like gameplay when when what you're doing actually makes that that character do exactly what you thought it was going to do mm-hmm. that is good gameplay right? not only that it feels the way you think it should feel yeah it, it does it's like, visceral because mechanically I, I can do there's a lot yeah. of games that get mechanical things right but it doesn't feel visceral there's no emotion there's no soul in it yeah and shout out to shout out to Shanae on, on, on this whole like the first time I really saw this happening was during Devil May Cry when we were when we were playing Devil May Cry, and your 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 actions, especially when the camera you would you would cross uh you know like a a a flipping point or a turning right. point in the camera, uh, but because you you kept you know your your input was constant, it, it would flip that you know and it'd be like this relative camera control, right instead of absolute camera control, and it was like it just blew my mind, right? I was just like, whoa, wait a minute. You mean like, as soon as I turn loose the controller, like it reorients, like, you know, it because it remembered like how, what what I meant to do? Holy mm-hmm. cow. Like, well, I mean, you know, you my know. head just went in Devil May Cry, we didn't want you to fight the um, fight the camera. We wanted you to, everything else to kick your ass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished in Devil May Cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, can, people don't understand how important camera is. Like, for example, God of War 3 has amazing cameras. Yeah, they have eight camera engineers and eight camera designers working on just camera. So yes. you don't have not combat or anything. <laughs> so you, because like I tell you, like I, I what was it? I, I think it was, I think it was, yeah, it was a final fantasy. But it, it, of course it was. It was a final fantasy where I said the biggest monster I fight in this game is the camera. I don't want it. Yes. Yes. I yes. think I think the way you describe the, the you know gameplay is action equals intent. That's just a beautiful, succinct way of describing. It. I'm gonna steal that, by the way. Just so you it's, know. Your, it's it's yours. I'll, I'll probably credit you, maybe. Probably. <laughs> But no, oh, it's 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 exactly that, right? And that's one of the places where we get into so much trouble when we talk about overcomplicating designs. When we talk about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, so so often, like one of the things that that takes away from an experience and makes you feel like, oh, I'm not actually inhabiting this world and fighting these things. I'm pressing buttons on a controller, and the buttons I pressed. Why do I have to hold down L1, R1, <laughs> R2, and then click the right stick? What? Like, how is that supposed to be a punch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's so often that things like that happen. And when you, like, when you you put the the player's intent, like, when you, I won't say it's above all, but when you make sure that that is, like, in the forefront of your mind when you're designing these actions and designing how people interact with the game, um, that's super important to making it a seamless and fun experience. Yep. Uh, A game that I like to always reference is Bayonetta. Like the combat in Bayonetta is remarkable. Like, which is the first game where you feel like I'm not blocking this big ass enemy. I'm gonna walk up to it and dodge it, put it in witch time, and put some whoop ass on that enemy. I'm gonna put some whoop ass on it. And we you used to refer to that as uh, we used to refer to that as Angel May Cry. Over yeah, Angel May Cry. <laughs> it is Angel May Cry. It is Angel. It's, but it's, it's a perfect hack and slash game. Like it feels everything feels good about it because everything you're thinking about doing it shows you, and it feels good. Like honestly. Uh, 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 Bayonetta, she has the best walk cycle ever in a video game. She has, I mean, she switches unnaturally, but when she runs, it's like, man, I just pulled that out of the out of the, the demo box over here. She runs like 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 Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's so weird. I, nothing exemplifies that. Like seriously, mm-hmm. Capcom, you know, old alumni. Yep. Like they they, you know, look. That is done extremely well. It's done extremely well in Street Fighter. It's done extremely well um, in Devil May Cry. I mean, Hell, you know, Devil, May, Devil May Cry, like they showed you like, here's a few maneuvers, right? And mm-hmm. then you did that mental math in your head. You said, wait, if I actually launch this dude in the air, I think I'm quick enough where I can shoot him where he, where he won't come down. Yep. Let me see. If, oh, 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 oh. Yes. And the, oh. then the game does it, and you're just right? like, "What?" <laughs> and then it says, "And then it says, hey, homeboy, you almost had it. I'm gonna give you a C.'" Yes, <laughs> right? And you're I mean, like, "What?" I, so basically, what you're game. telling me is, is no. that I had it right, that I had it almost right, but I'm on the right track. Hold on, let me try this again. Mm-hmm. B plus, homeboy. Mm-hmm. You know, and and mm-hmm. you know, and and that's exactly it, like. You know, Devil May Cry kept giving you pop quizzes every second of the game. <laughs> yeah, you know, you yeah. know the thing that Travis is talking about here, I think, is, is one of the um, like it's something that's absolutely critical in game, and it's one of the things that you see from a lot of a lot of developers like your Nintendos and stuff, like those folks who who do have 
literally years to to invest in in those sort of like like honing to the schedule yeah like in honing those sorts of things because i remember i had a moment just like what travis is that just stuck with me from breath of the wild which was you know i had my bow and arrow and i saw there were air there were there were apples in the tree and i said you know what i'm gonna try and shoot one of those apples out of the tree not expecting it to work pull my bow and arrow shot the apple boom i was like i shot an apple out of it how'd you feel how'd you feel (laughs) sinead seriously I, I know it, it felt great. It's like the most <laughs> unseen thing, right? Because you meant to do that. Yeah, I did, like the the game did such a good job of teaching me what like what I could do in this game world, and that's yeah. You know, really, when we're talking about game develop game design, we're talking about creative illusion development, right? <laughs> like you can't actually do yes. anything. <laughs> no. But the game's got to like it's got to make you feel like you can do anything. Can. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I don't want to see the I don't want to see the invisible barriers. Right. I don't, Improv. Yeah, it's, I don't yes, want to run up against Yes, and. The yes, and game. Yes, you can do that. And mm. you can do this, too. That made me feel Yes. It's when you go up to that young lady and she makes you think you got a shot. Go, Sheree, what are you going to say? I was just going to say, one other example from Breath of the Wild was, I, I don't remember, like, somewhere near the beginning of the game, I somehow managed to get onto a mountain that was cold. It turned night, and it started freezing. And I was just like, and I happened to be, like, near a little fire, and every time I tried to walk away from the fire, I would start dying. And I'm like, I don't have enough hearts. I'm going to die if I try and walk away from this fire. And so I'm like, what do I do? I think I'm stuck. I think I'm going to die. And I was like, you know, the only weapon I have right now is a stick. I'm going to try lighting this stick on fire. And there's a fire near me. Maybe this will work. And it Boom. worked. When I walked away, the fire, like, because I had the fire and the stick, I was not dying. And I was like, I'm shocked that that worked. See? Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. thought of this. <laughs> Yeah. It's great because yeah. I love that. Illusion of emergent gameplay, but it had to be deliberate. Yeah, it had to for that mess to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been in places in Breath of the Wild that I shouldn't have had no business being because I wasn't strong enough. <laughs> and, and that game is unlike other uh, JRPGs or or, or or Japanese game where they punish you for being where you're not supposed to be. They're yeah. like, no, nah, well, you figure it out to get out of here because you can be anywhere in this game. And that's what they yeah. said. You could go anywhere in this game. If you yeah. want, if you want to go straight to Ganon, you can go right in there and fight if you want to. You may get beat up, but you yeah, can go yeah. do it. We'll let you do it. You want that's to go through with a Lionel? That, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's you, a, you can get past the Guardians to get to, <laughs> to get to that's, Ganon. That's that's really hard. That's that yeah. that's really hard to thread that needle though. Sometimes, right? Is mm-hmm. is is that, you know, how how am I feeling here? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Am I am I feeling because I suck? Or am I somewhere where I'm not supposed to be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or both. <laughs> or none of those things, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that's and, and that's a beauty uh I, I think of at least classic Nintendo, like especially on N sixty fours. I felt like I felt like every one of these situations they never put me in a situation that I could not solve. Um I'm just not thinking correctly or I'm not mm-hmm. or, or, or or whatever, right? So let me so let me figure this out. And that's also the big danger in designing an open world is that no, you could literally be in a place where you're not supposed to be because you ain't that pimp enough. Yeah. <laughs> get yeah, your game up before you come point. into it before you come into this hood because you're gonna get smacked down yeah. in the course. You know, and that's frustrating when you get play those games where you get somewhere you're not supposed to be and you can't get back. It means like I've wasted all this time in my game, make me a badass character, and I accidentally went somewhere because I thought I could. Now you're playing a massively multiplayer online game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then get pulled back in it. And and there's games like like Arkham Asylum, right? 
you know, Rocksteady didn't have a lot of money because they blew all their money trying to figure out what their game was going to be. They're like, we'll give you one level and we gate the level about your abilities when you unlock them. You're just an Arkham Asylum the whole entire game. Just one level. Yep. And it unlocks the game. And yep. and you as you get better, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be here. Oh, I'm fucking Batman. You know? And, 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 and you know, and, and I bet you uh-huh. that's because they paid a lot of attention to Metroid. Yes. Yes. That's exactly how Metroid is designed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And See, you know, I don't hate all of Nintendo. <laughs> you have said so many nice things about Nintendo on this. On it's kind of wild, actually. This is look, nice I, look I, I, I know where it comes from, right? I know where it comes from, and I, I, I give them props. I'm just, I, I just don't want to play Kirby no more. Kirby's <laughs> amazing, first of all. We're not going to talk bad of Kirby on here, okay? Him and Yoshi, none of those weird yarny type games, artistic games. You're not going to talk bad about them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we found yes. we found Chuck's. Yes. Trucks line. <laughs> yeah. That is Nintendo's attempt at indie games with $50 million budgets. You know, I mean, the thing that the thing I do love about Nintendo, because we're talking about game design, right? Huh? And they are some of the best in the biz for some of the reasons we just talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of it does have to do with like Mike Cherie was saying, you know, when they when they did that, when Nintendo did that talk and explained, hey, here's how we designed this very small pack-in game, Wii Sports, to be absolutely amazing. I mean, it was a game that got like my like at the time 65 year old parents to like get a Wii and get my 75 year old aunt to get a Wii and get her like her best friend who's also 75 to get a Wii like actually to clarify like it got them to get me to get them all Wiis yes. and I bought <laughs> nine Wiis at that but they time. were all just like I heard about this thing called the Wii I don't know what it is but you can play bowl in your living room and it feels real right and like that that's the thing that I that's the reason why when I when I often talk about game design I go to Nintendo as like one of the like one of the um the shining examples of it because it is mm-hmm. it, it feels straightforward it looks straightforward we've all played those games so we have a sense of like that sort of sort of like Zelda style of of, of game design of like hey I'm walking through this dungeon and I see targets everywhere but I don't have anything in my inventory that allows me to do anything with that what is that oh I've opened a chest oh I've got a bow and arrow oh but I can shoot this oh i can right mm-hmm. so it's it's really interesting really smart and then you start remembering all the places throughout the world that you saw the, that same exact same visual language that you need to go back to mm-hmm. because you were messing around with it before and you're like i have no idea how to get up here oh no i've got a hook shot i can get up there right yeah. and so I, I love them for that but one of the things that sheree mentioned earlier was like you know nintendo talked about the reason why this stuff is so feels so intuitive is because we spent two years doing it that's one of the challenges so one of the additional challenges that like any game developer, especially smaller game developers have is because you don't got two years. Not only do you not have two years worth of like attention that you want to put into it, but there's a pretty good chance you don't even have two years worth of funding. Yeah. And can <laughs> I did want to do like, it. Go ahead, Travis. To put a finer point on that too, um, I think the only, the only system that I have seen uh, people who are not gamers pick up and do that with, honestly, mm-hmm it's been an Oculus. Mm. Um, and, and I think it is because once you're actually in it, everything presents itself in, 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 in sort of these natural ways that it, it's, it's no longer the, it's no longer the user experience that, that people um, have to know how to play a fighting game or they have to know this. Um, it's their hands. Right. Yeah. Or it's or or it's there or it's there. It, it's it's where they're looking or or where they're pointing, and reality buys you so much as far as user experience is concerned, right? 
um, that it was the first console that I have ever seen my aunties go out and buy, (laughs) right? And that blew my mind. It blew my mind. They were like, oh, this Oculus. And, you know, and and they had such a visceral. And it was very much like the Wii experience that, that, that they had because they were like, hey, I'm doing this thing with bowling and it seems to work. I'm doing this thing with tennis and it seems to work. And I think that's a good lesson. For, for, for people is, is is that the more you can make your 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 interface feel more like what people do yeah. naturally make it more accessible uh, the, the faster yeah. you, you people yeah. are going to pick up on uh, on your product it, it, it's also about from a from a world building and a a mechanic building standpoint like you have to the, the rules of your world have to make sense and you have to communicate that to your player in, in whatever the most succinct way to do it. Like the fact that I could like pull, you know, shoot a, an arrow off of a tree or shoot a, an apple off of a tree with a bow and arrow in Zelda was awesome. And the game had like, they had already established stuff within that world that led me to believe that was possible, which is why I even tried it. Mm, yeah. I, I also likewise, like, I think shot like a, like I was trying to like make a, a, a rope bridge fall. And I think I shot the rope and it also fell. And I was like, yes, that's right. My arrows interact with the real world environment. They've taught me this. So I'm going to go and experiment wherever I wherever I can yeah. to see if I can do it. And that's yeah. one of the things that we also talk about, making sure that your worlds are internally consistent. When we talk about mm. like stories and that like story, a game is not a game is not a story, right? A story is a part of a game. But more so than just the story, we like to talk about world building. Because if your world doesn't make sense, you know, if like if suddenly your characters just start flying and you're like, wait, this is not a game where characters fly. Like if Link just suddenly took off, like not we're not talking about like when he floats down. Like he just suddenly just started flying through the air. You're like, what what has happened, Nintendo? I thought I was Hyrule and right. Yeah. So it wouldn't make sense. And it would like it's that suspension of disbelief. Like we have to find the right place. We teach players like here are the rules of this world. They may not be the same as the rules of the real world in which you inhabit, which is fine because you know games are escapism in a lot of ways. But it's also making sure that all of your gameplay designs, mechanics, motifs, all that kind of stuff rolls up into something that makes sense still yes. for a player. You know, the story is not the world. The world is a set of rules, mechanics, and systems that you put in place mm-hmm. that people play. And they don't have to be a lot of them. Hades proves that. You go around beating up things. Yeah. You, you mentioned Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. proves that, right? Yeah. That in Arkham was so good. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Gosh, every Mario game play proves this every every moment, every day. <laughs> One thing you hop on turtles, you hop on yep, things. Yeah. Yep. You hop and, hey, and every now and then you may throw a fireball. <laughs> <laughs> you may throw it. May do it in 3D sometimes. You got him in 3D. He does the same thing he did in 2D. And we made a paper version of him. He does the same exact thing. <laughs> right. Um, well, I, that's a good place to uh, conclude our show. Story is not video game. Video games are a set of rules that are consistent with the world that you create with this with the systems and the mechanics, which is what you do. You don't have to do much, you have to do it well. So polish that. And you can make a video game with two people. You do it really, really well. You don't can, have to can have I five suggest, people. Can uh-huh. I suggest next week, Chuck, that we discuss when your game is a story and how to do that successfully in Hollywood? <laughs> Yes, we could do that. We should yeah. do that. We should do that. We could talk about how Hollywood gets it wrong <laughs> with their stories of making video games. Yeah, yeah video games get it right Mortal all Kombat. the time. Was there was there a video game movie that came Fight. out? I don't know. Maybe we can talk about that. 
<laughs> we'll talk about Mortal Kombat next week. We'll give people a week to watch it before we spoil it all the way up. Because Mortal Kombat Games has great story. I'm like, how do you ruin this? We'll talk about Let's that. Let's find out. Uh, and, and since Ryan was quiet, we knew he was working. Ryan, what you got for us? What you got? Look at me smiling. Look at him. I speak with my art. Show us what you got. So um, we close okay, out. Of I here. can show you guys this. Um, okay. So I'm just doing some cleanups on on some inks right here. Speaking Spanish to people out there, cleanups on some inks. What does that mean? Um, I'm inking a page, an actual uh -huh. page, in, uh, in this. You're cleaning it up. Right, wait. Um, so has someone drawn something, and then you drew no. something right on top I, of that? I drew something. Uh, I had an inker ink it. And so, so he traced I'm it. Doing the cleanup. I know where you're going with the tracer thing. <laughs> they call them inkers. Show some respect. <laughs> tell them, tell them, they call them inkers. Tell them, Ryan. I know he's Is that chasing Amy? Okay. Uh -huh. we, 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 see, we, see, we see a guy with some scribbly lines. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. Hold on. Hold on. That, that, <laughs> that's that's not There was no ink on that, Ryan. I know. No ink on it. You didn't but, even but, trace it. How about you send that to me? I'll trace it for you. <laughs> while, while he's bringing this up, though, like, we, you know, we're joking, obviously, but like inking takes a, a massive amount of talent to do it well and to do it quickly, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Whether you're doing it digitally or doing it, uh, oh, wow. especially when you're doing it uh, with, with traditional media. Ooh. Is that is who that, I think it is? Yes, yeah, it's D. Nice. Yeah, D, baby. D. It's the D, baby. <laughs> I wouldn't wow. like that. Have I ever told you how much I hate that you can do this? <laughs> wow. Empire Hunter D. Nice. D. That's bringing so me this, back. This is, it's been it's so a big page. long since I There's saw it. a lot that. of stuff going, going on. And, you know, so. Nice. <laughs> All right. Nice. Ryan's shutting it down with Vampire Hunter D. Whatever. Okay. Man. Whatever. Uh, on that note, I <laughs> shut the show down. Mic. You know? It was a good show, guys. I mean, we should talk about this next week, too. This is what we're going to talk about. That in, in game movies and how they do story wrong. Um, with that being said, on the close today's show, thank you for tuning in. Uh, shout out to Digital Click for always delivering great artwork. And we provide that you provide to us for every show. If you want to learn more about Tech Nubians, then you hit us up at www.technubians.com. And that's T E C H. N zero zero B I A N S dot com. Please follow us on here on Twitch. If you like our vibe and you want to kick it with us some more and learn more about game development and everything geek, please consider subscribing to our channel. We have Amazon Prime. Use your Prime Gaming and subscribe. It'll cost you nothing. It'll help us out, of course. Also follow us on all our socials. Search for the Geekish Network on all major um, major media platforms, including Apple Music and Spotify, whatnot. We know we are our podcast network. Make sure that you tune in when we do our live streams of video games. We're currently running an anti-Asian hate uh, live stream. We're trying to raise five hundred dollars, and then we're doing it for in honor of my boy Rodney, my business partner, and in lieu of a loss he had with his family a while back and he's playing video games. So definitely tune in, play video games. Let's take this 500 to at least 1500, you guys. Let's do this, let's do this. So let's contribute to the gameplay that we're gonna be doing for the rest of the month. Uh, tune in tonight, we have Pod Squadron, which is our Star Wars podcast. And on Sunday, we have Nerdtastic. Tune in for Nerdtastic tomorrow. Anybody got anything else to say? Till next week.
Travis said some really nice things about Nintendo this week, and I think we all remember that. <laughs> yeah. so he has it in him. He has it in him. We just have to pull it out. <laughs> do, 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 do. No, I'm good. Well, I don't know about you guys. I got to get back on Call of Duty because they got a new game. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm trying, yeah, trying got, to get got that, a new that, season. That, that, that Adler got skin. Be... So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> With that being said, you guys, peace. Yep. <laughs>